As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hi guys, welcome back to Authentic Talks with Shantae. Today we're going to be talking about living your best life in spite of all the BS around us. I also have a special surprise for you at the end of the podcast, so I want you to stay tuned to something I created called The Garden. And I want you to think about how the garden applies to your life. When you're listening to it, literally think about your life. Thank you so much and let's go ahead and dive right on in. Say what, Shantae? We can live our best life in spite of all the BS around us? Absolutely. I have to share with you guys, I had watched a movie where there was someone who was placed into this box and then they put holes in the box, put the box in the ground, covered the box up with dirt. So there was like holes that were dripping dirt like in the box when I watched this movie I promise that this is when I had my first what felt like anxiety attack just watching it just made me so uncomfortable I felt like I was hyperventilating I had imagined myself being in that box and I thought wow I would suffocate to death right away just from hyperventilating well this is the exact feeling that I imagine that people get when they get angry And they're slamming cabinets in their home. They're slamming their front door. When they get a flat tire, they're kicking the tire and break their toe. Whenever they're at work and they get upset about something, they slam their keyboard or they storm off. And it's like they totally forget where they are, who they're around, who's watching, and just not being attentive to the environment in any way. And so as I was thinking about that, I when I watch this, I think about that movie every single time. And I think about how I felt, how I imagined I felt in that box is how they're probably feeling at that moment. And they're not able to control the situation. They feel like they're out of control because being in that box, when I, if I imagine myself, it would make me feel like I had no control. In order for us to get to living our best life in spite of all the BS going on around us and in spite of like how we're feeling on the inside, there's a lot, there's some things that we have to do. The first thing that we have to do is we have to calm the heck down. We have to calm down. And we do this by taking a moment to take a deep breath or two. And if you're a person that feels like you have anger issues and you need to calm down by counting to 10, 20, or 30, you don't have to count out loud. You don't have to say, I got to count to 20. One, two, it's inappropriate. All you have to do is think that to yourself or get up and 
leave out of your home, go for a walk, or if you're at work, just walk outside and everybody doesn't have to know that you're going through something. You don't want to become known as a person that overreacts in every situation and where people start to feel uncomfortable within your home to approach you or either outside of your home to approach you, whether it's at work or you're at a friend's home. I have to share with you guys, when I was younger, when things would upset me, when I was a young teenager, my heart rate would speed up and I would get breathy. It's I could barely I get out what I was feeling and I would be like, I, whoo, and like that. And so like every now and then that happens to me, not to that degree. I just had to realize, you know, over the years, take a deep breath, calm down, not allow it to impact me in a way to where I appear to be unprofessional or where I appear to be unapproachable or anything like that. And sometimes it just comes with growth, you know, like as we get older or life happens, we just learn how to deal with these things. So the main thing is first, you have to gather your thoughts. And nowadays, we have a play on words where we want to say everything is associated with bipolar or anxiety or a lack of sleep or we always have an excuse and and it's time for us to kind of take ownership of our behavior and understand, do self-reflection so then that way we're able to see how we're behaving and in what ways it's inappropriate. One of the things that you have to realize is that it becomes like where you're overreacting is what they call it. And whenever you do this too often, this could cause you friendships. I think I might have said that earlier. It could cause you relationships. If you're with a significant other, it could cause you um, loss of job. I've heard of people even being let go for having those types of behaviors at work. So the other thing is we have to deal with the issue and figure out what is going to be the best solution. So having a temper tantrum is not the time for us to do that. We have to think things through and we have to demonstrate that we do have emotional intelligence. Back in the early 2000s, they came up with that emotional intelligence uh, and it became big. There was bestsellers Best books that were on the bestsellers list, there were seminars that companies would do for their employees to help them. There was just all different types of things going on. I believe Oprah and all of the other talk show hosts would have things on their talk show about that. And it was really huge back then. And it was the first time that we had heard of such a term. And it is a real term. If you guys look it up, you'll see that emotional intelligence is super important They say that that's better than having a high IQ in a lot of situations because you're able to understand like how you're supposed to react or should react, I should say, how you should react to someone who may have lost someone or how you should react in certain situations and just being sensitive to certain things that people are going through. Back to what I was saying about when I was younger and I would get breathy and and didn't have control over my emotions at that time it took me some time and and that's what I had to do I had to learn to calm down and just analyze things and think before I spoke and made sure that I was really with clear thoughts before I would say anything or make certain decisions because I never wanted it to be where I was put in a Uh, labeled as the angry girl or labeled as the person who 
couldn't take things and would get upset and overreact. I never wanted to have those labels. I'd realized that there were situations that would just be out, that were out of my control and that me being upset, stressing about it, or worrying about it was not going to resolve the situation at all. When you think about taking control of the situation, imagine that you're driving in your car and there's a car in the lane next to you and that car starts driving in your lane. You have several different ways that you could respond to that. Some people might hunk their horn. Some people might um, control their steering wheel and they might move over a little bit to the right and just kind of keep an eye out on that car. Other people might get really upset, roll the window down and give them a few choice words. If you think about all three of the reactions, you can probably figure out which ones would be the, the most logical way to respond in that situation. Let's talk about how we're going to be able to control that anxiety if that's what you're labeling it as. or when, And we're going to talk about how you can control your life, live your best life, and just get it together so that we can all live in this world together and be able to all get along. Remember the days back in the day when Rodney King, if you guys know who he is, he had said that, can we all just get along it's kind of like when you're pulled over by the police officer. We can just comply and ask officer, why am I being pulled over? And just go through the the proper questions respectfully, especially when we know there's an issue going on, no matter what race you are, so that we can defuse the situation. And I'm not saying that that justifies anything that's happened in the past. It's about us like moving forward and thinking about how we can gain control of ourselves and how we respond in certain situations and I have a list of things that we're going to go through so why don't you run and get a pen and a notebook you know that's one of my favorite things let's start by identifying what in the situation we can control if we do react how we we react is so important we have to accept what we can control and if what we can't control we have to let it go always remember to be present if you're thinking about the future, like setting goals, and you're thinking about something that you want to accomplish, something that you want to plan, you can't start worrying about it, thinking of the negative outcomes. You can't think about the what ifs. What if I don't get the job? What if I don't make my flight? What if this? What if that? Did you guys know that this actually causes anxiety to sit in? And it's like we're overthinking about unnecessary things. There is a such thing as overanalyzing or, or just overthinking. We have to start focusing on the positive outcome. If it feels like a major situation, like a flat tire, call for help. Let your employer know. Make all the necessary phone calls that you can so that we can get the situation resolved. Guess what? We all know this, guys. Life happens. Fix the issue and let it go. Don't allow it to set the tone for your day. Now, here's what that would look like. Six hours later, someone comes by or you run into someone and they say, hey, how are you? And you start up with, I'm stressed out. I'm probably going to get another flat tire on my way home. I'm still stressed about the tire, flat tire I had this morning on my way in. Share your story with a positive twist. You have to remain calm. Stay in control of what you can control. 
If you cannot control it, don't let it get you worked up. It's a waste of time and energy. Sure, you could probably think right now of something that have uh, some things that have happened that you can't control and what you need to let go. I had to learn this the hard way. You guys stressing about things that have not happened yet is a total waste of time. If you're focusing on things that are going on right now, just remember we have to deal with it calmly. There was this old saying back in the day they go, they would say 86 it. That means like let it go. And at that time we were like in the 90s. So that's one term that I still like to use, 86 it. Let it go. Be aware if you're if you start feeling anxious, if you're feeling sad, if you're feeling angry, you always have to put yourself in this position. It's either can I control it? Can I control the situation? Or what can I control? Stop looking for a reason to get worked up. It's all about balance. I have to share with you guys, my son, my oldest son had went to Universal Studios. And him and his wife, they had bought brand new phones, the the iPhones. And I believe the phones were over $1,000 at that time. He sat both of the phones down while he was placing an order. And then he realized after he walked away that he'd left his phone. He either said that he left it either at the counter or on the table somewhere. He, they realized that the phones were gone and they thought that each other had the phones. He had a freak out moment and he felt terrible. Can you guys imagine how you would feel if you actually lost your phones, your way of communication? There, there were pictures on the phone that were irreplaceable. What he did was he was super upset, but then they had to take action they realized that they immediately had to deal with the issue head on and be proactive instead of being reactive. And there were steps that they had to take to ensure that their information was secure and uh, cancel things. And one of my other sons ended up going to San Diego Zoo and they had a similar situation with uh, their phones that they already had one of them um, had thought the other one had the cell phone and so they set it down and they were probably feeling the same way, freaking out and it was a situation that was beyond their control. They had to take a step back and think about it and then they had to either be reactive or proactive. So they made a phone call to San Diego Zoo and someone turned the phone in and they had about 30 minutes to get back so that they could pick up the phones and they were so relieved that they were able to get their phone, the phone back. They had an option to either sit there and be reactive and be upset and like act like it was the end of the world, use all types of profanity. Uh, Once you get past that, no matter what, you have to be uh, proactive. So it's a waste of time a lot of times to sit there salty, kicking things, slamming things and, and acting as if that's going to change the outcome. Get rid of the non-productive worry. Deal with it. Organize and set a game plan. They say laughter is the best medicine. Nowadays, we have Netflix, Disney, there's improvs. There's all different types of ways that we can find some entertainment or comedy where we're able to kind of step away from certain situations and get some good laughs and then come back and deal with it. If we don't have control over it, you guys already know, we got to let it go and deal with it the best way that we can. 
well, really, we just need to let it go. I've had several situations that were um, frustrating for me. One of them was I have a son who I buy him glasses. And for some reason, my my kids, they either throw the glasses away or they always have something happen where their glasses break. And I went and got my son after going through several pair of glasses, another pair not long ago. So we talked about it. I said, make sure you put your glasses in your case. Make sure you do this. And we went over all the basic things that he can do to protect his glasses. So just the other day. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. He was riding his skateboard and his glasses fell off his face and he couldn't stop in time to avoid the skateboard from rolling over uh, the glasses and actually scratching the frame. My first reaction was, are you serious? And I wanted to get upset. I started to get into that that mode, that mindset, because we're used to having these reactions. But then I took a deep breath. I calmed down and I thought, okay, it's glasses. They can be replaced. He's fine. He's safe. And he didn't have any injuries. And I focused on that instead of focusing on the side of oh my goodness, here's the fifth pair of glasses in like two years. So sometimes it's just about taking a deep breath and becoming uh, more proactive versus reactive. So now I'm going to set a new appointment to get him another pair of glasses and just, I just got to keep it moving. I can't sit there salty. I am, however, going to buy a strap to put them on the glasses to keep them on his head because I realized that they're active. They're the type of kids that are involved in different things and they go to school and they're going to run around. Uh, well, at least a younger one will. And, uh, and things happen. Sometimes things happen that are out of our control. My first thought was, are you able to still see out of the glasses? And when I realized it was actually the lens that's scratched on both of them where he can't see out of them, then I was like, okay, what in this situation can I control and what is out of my control? I'm sure you guys, you get my point. Another example for me was I had months of every single day dealing with traffic and I would leave a little earlier and then there would still be an accident, but it did alleviate a lot of the stress. And so some of the things that you can't control is the traffic. If someone has an accident on the freeway and you're just sitting there, you have two things. You can think about what in this situation can I control and think about what can't you control. 
And one of the things that we always have control of is how we react to a situation. So the first thing is you would basically call your job to let them know that you're running late. Now, once it becomes a habit and you're late every single day, week after week after week, at some point, you have to change something. It shouldn't go on that long. You have to change something. It has to get to a point where even if you have to get to work and you're early, it's better to be there super early, get you some coffee, get some breakfast, and then you're coming in with a great attitude and you're not feeling stressed out. You're there on time and it feels good when you get to work and you're there early and on time. There was a lot of different things happening um, where there was possible layoffs on a job that I had. And at first, a lot of us were stressing about it. And then it got to a point where there was no need to stress about it or worry about it because it was something that if it was going to happen, it was going to happen. And we knew that it would be out of our control. So the anticipation of and then the wondering and worrying and the what ifs, those kind of things cause anxiety. And it's all about us understanding what we can control and what we can't control. And I know I keep repeating it because that's one of the takeaways that I want you to have after you're done with the show is you have to take away what can I control and what can I what I don't have control over. And this is what's going to help to alleviate stress, minimize anxiety. It's going to um, help you to be able to understand like how to better handle situations, how to deal with those situations, and how not to uh, get overworked and upset and, and overreact. Overreacting is just It's like something where we just need to get over that, especially once we get to a certain point in life. It's time to just let that overreaction stuff go. And overreacting is such a waste of your energy. It's a waste of your time. It's just a waste of everything. And all it does is, again, creates negativity. It creates anxiety. It creates stress. It creates an unnecessary host of things that you're just doing to yourself. Fear of of even moving forward with the podcast. And some of the things that I had was, what if no one listens? What if this? What if that? All of these negative things. And I had to remember, like, what it was that I wanted to accomplish. And my goal was really to help people. My goal was to keep moving forward in life and to be a positive influence and to find a way to bring positivity, create a platform where I could bring people together, bring understanding, and bring uh, some form of education about certain subjects. We must always have our emergency toolbox with us. And in that toolbox, we need to understand that what we're carrying around should be this. If things are falling apart, first thing is you got to pull it together. The second thing Understanding the things that you can control versus what you can't control. And just knowing that, you guys, life happens. You have to tell yourself and know that all things are going to work itself out. Because most oftentimes it does. It actually works out. 
and then look for the good in a bad situation. I know a lot of times whenever something happens, we could sit there and focus on like the bad part. Like my son, he scratched his glasses. I could focus on how much money it's going to cost and, and think about what if another pair gets ruined. But I can't focus on those things. I have to think about the good part. The good side is that I didn't have medical bills that I'm going to have to um, pay because he he didn't hurt himself. It worked out fine. He got a little scratch on his knee, but other than that, he was absolutely fine. It is important for us to gain a calm mind. Meditation can help with this. And I know some people um, say that they've never tried it. They don't really understand it. Prayer and meditation are kind of close together. So you can meditate on love and kindness. Or if praying works for you, pray. I do both. And we'll talk more about that in in one of our future uh, podcasts where I have a guest that will join us um, in helping us to understand what it's all about. And with the auto accident that happened on the freeway, you may be late for work, but the bright side is that you were not involved in the accident. And if you were involved in the accident, the, the bright side is that you're still alive. It has been said that folks are about as happy as they choose to be. You can choose happy thoughts. You can trick your brain into happiness, believe it or not. You can just focus on the things that are good. And I know that some people say one bad thing keeps happening to me after another. If you keep focusing on that, then it's probably going to continue. There are good things that in every person's life. We all have something. Even in the midst of a storm, there's something that we can think of that can create a sense of calm, create a a sense of happiness, and get us back on track. It's really important to enjoy your life and to be happy. You can be the light in the darkness. You can shine your light so bright that it just projects on those that are around you. I was in my auto accident A part of my back was injured, and I went to physical therapy for about several months. I would say six to seven months. And when I am uh, when I wake up in the mornings, a lot of times my back still bothers me. And sometimes when I am at work, it starts to bother me. And rather rather than me thinking about the physical pain, I focus on like other things, like raising my awareness or focusing my attention on on my thoughts or words that are a little bit more positive, like focus and just think about something else. Because if I would sit there and think about the physical pain that I am in, it would just bring about negative thoughts. And you have to do this even when it comes to like emotional pain. And being happy is not something that you can postpone for the future. It's all about something that you're designing for today. I've heard this question so many times of, How do you see the cup? Do you see the cup as half full or half empty? And a lot of times, depending on how the person answers, they would say, okay, that person is more pessimistic or this person's more optimistic. So it's like, how do you see the cup when it's half full? Or when it's, I I think that's the only way I could describe it. Like, let's say if you have liquid and it's not filled all the way up, but it's halfway. Do you see that cup as half full Or is that cup half empty? I've always seen the cup as being half full. Oftentimes, you have to stop doubting yourself 
And I've heard where there's seminars that you could attend and they have you to do things like write a mission statement about your life. And it's pretty interesting because people say that they find themselves sitting there and struggling like, seriously, this is weird. But once they do it, it really helps them to start moving forward with uh, on their way to becoming like a happier uh, them and, and starting to gear towards living their best life. When you start thinking about living your best life in spite of all the BS happening around you, you have to remember that happiness is when what you think, what you say, and what you do are all in harmony. I've run into people oftentimes that say, I don't know how to dance and I won't dance. You won't catch me dancing. But did you know that dancing is a way that you can, it helps to move the energy in your body and and it helps to put you in a better mood. It helps to uh, make you feel better. And sometimes it's about like not being such a stiff shirt and just kind of getting out and having a, a good time and, and trying some things that are new and different. This is major and one that I have implemented in my life recently. And it's do not allow others negative behavior or anything negative, you guys, to impact you. You have to block it out. And once you identify the situation, the person, the behavior, you have to avoid it like the plague. I know I avoid it. I I don't get sucked in or pulled into those situations anymore because they actually put me in a bad mood. And so I definitely do um, have a a block up right now where I don't really, you know, entertain a lot of uh, things that are um, able to bring my energy down and put me in a lower vibration I like my vibes to be high and and a lot of times I just kind of focus on what it is that I'm doing, especially when I'm at work. And then once I'm off from work, I kind of let my hair down and then that's my time to really enjoy um, the environment and, and all of that. And it keeps me from, you know, having a lot of baggage or anything like that that I'm carrying from one place, like from work uh, to home. And that's some of the things that you can kind of analyze and and think about yourself to avoid having to um, put yourself in a negative state of mind. If you are trying to vibe higher and you're believing uh, that you're going to be moving forward with living your best life in spite of all the BS around you. All right, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you found that these tips were helpful or will be helpful for, helpful for you in the future. This show is all about living your best life in spite of all the BS all around you. These tips will help you guys. And I know that you're going to be moving forward with living your best life in spite of all the stuff going on in your life. Remember, the two things that you have to take away. You have This is a must take away, you guys, that you have to remember what can you control in that situation? And then what things you cannot control. And then we're going to calm down, take that deep breath, and we're going to be proactive versus reactive. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Shantae with Authentic Talks. Hi guys, it's Shantae with Authentic Talks. I wanted to talk with you about the Garden of Life. No, not the Garden of Eden, guys. You heard me right. The Garden of Life. Don't allow the weeds to grow in your flower bed. If they grow, they can suffocate or kill your flowers. 
Your flowers are your goals, your dreams. Your flowers are you. The garden represents your life. Now, you have to know that the weeds can be people. The weeds can be addiction. The weeds can be procrastination. The weeds can be self-doubt. The weeds could be fear. The weeds could be whatever negative thing is preventing you from growing. Now, you're gonna have toxic people in your life, so you have to be careful. Just be careful not to allow them to suffocate your flowers. Not everyone is gonna be happy for you or support you, but don't let that stop you, but allow it to motivate you. Allow it to force you to level up. Allow it to keep your head up. Removing the weeds is a delicate process. Removing them too abrupt can damage the flowers. You have to find yourself a support group. That could be your family, it could be coworkers, or it could be anyone, someone close to you that you trust, someone who would not want to interfere with the process of you moving towards that positive change. I'm rooting for you. Email me. Let me know how you're doing. You can do this. You got this. I'm Shantae with Authentic Talks. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.